Welcome to Airbnb with D. This is your host, Devana, and today's episode is about converting your personal apartment or your personal space into being ready to host Airbnb guests. This is something that's extremely simple to do, and if it is approved in your area, I would like to show you how. So stay tuned as I dive right in. Diving right in, this episode is one that's near and dear to my heart because this is how I got my start with Airbnb. My very first Airbnb was not through corporate lease, it was my personal apartment. I was changing apartments and my boyfriend at the time had a great idea like, well, let's go ahead and Airbnb. At the time, I knew it was a great way to make money, but I thought, like many of you thought, that I couldn't get started for XYZ, I hadn't even researched it before I counted myself out. So I realized that my place was already furnished and I was ready to just try it out. Even if I only got one or two bookings or whatever, I would be grateful for that because this is a place I previously lived at. For so for someone to deem it a place that they can go, that meant a lot to me. So I started with converting my personal apartment and Sandy Springs, Georgia to an Airbnb. And it was great until my neighbors found out. So that was the only reason why I had to convert into a corporate lease agreement. But I'm telling you, favorite, favorite, I don't know if it's not fair or it is fair, whatever it is, is yours. Um, because once I had a conversation with those in the leasing office um, about, you know, basically what I was planning to do, I had already been at that leasing or at that apartment complex for two years. So I already built rapport, already paid on time, already had a history and was actually very cool with the leasing staff. And I also started during a pandemic. So I don't know if you guys remember, all leasing offices were closed. You couldn't even go and walk in. That's where the virtual tour thing really started to take off. So it was a perfect time for me to start, I guess, with my business and see how far I can go, how far it could take me. But with doing that, my first guest, I did have some hiccups. And I just recently helped my friend convert their personal apartment into an Airbnb apartment. And so because of the things that will arise that will negatively affect your guests when you're converting your personal space into Airbnb, I want to make sure that you are out on the lookout or even prepared that these things will have to be dealt with prior to your first guest coming so that they have the best experience, a similar experience to a guest going to an Airbnb that maybe was just leased out only for that purpose, brand new and fully stocked. We do not want the guests to know that you have lived in that home or even if you live there in the interim, that's not something your guests should be able to tell. And it's only because for the price that you're going to want to charge, the professionalism that you're going to display I mean, come on, guys. Let's just let's just go big or go home. So I'll speak with my personal experience first, and then I will share what we had to do in order to convert my friend's unit into the Airbnb. So in my personal unit, I was already there for two years. There were a host of different maintenance issues. You know, when you're living in an apartment, personally, um, you'll notice little things, and maybe you don't always call maintenance every single time because you're busy, X, Y, Z, or whatever. One of the first things you want to do when converting your personal space into an Airbnb is get everything, look at everything yourself, check every light. Even if your light bulbs have gone out in the kitchen, I want you to check your um, garbage disposals, make sure those operate properly. Your dishwashers, try to run a cycle through that first. Any leaks or any molds or anything that you see, especially in those bathrooms, 
the lining of the tub, sometimes the caulk begins to peel and remove. It may begin to mold and mildew if you haven't properly taken care of that. Those things are essential to ensuring that your guest not only enjoys their stay, but that they don't get their money back. Because if they take pictures of those things, they are able to submit those to Airbnb and state that there's a cleaning hazard. They can get their cleaning feedback and part of their stay. They can even get free cancellation if they claim that your unit is dirty enough. So those things are super, super important to do because those maintenance requests, you want those in before your guests even arrive. Meaning you for you. Not just for them, but for you to know, hey, you don't have to worry about the maintenance guy coming while your guest is there in the middle of the visit. The moment you decide you would like to convert your personal space to an Airbnb, maintenance is your very first thing. Because it often, depending on the issues, and and let me just give you an example. In this particular apartment I had, there was um, a leak. For some reason, like water kept leaking on the outside, like from my bathroom to my living room. And I had no clue why. I didn't even notice the leak at first because it only happened one or two times. Well, how about when I got maintenance out there, they let me know that the entire tub and piping had to be replaced. And for a week, I did not have a tub. I could not imagine finding that out while a guest was there or even having to schedule that maintenance request and that service repair while a guest was there because I wouldn't have been able to host them without a bathroom. And so that's why maintenance is so important, even in your personal homes. If you have your personal home and you are looking to rent out a bedroom or a space, let's make sure that everything works. Um, Because the last thing you would want is to have to schedule a service repair, wait a week, two weeks. So you may have to even give the guest off money. You're not in this business to pay people. You're in this business to get paid. So your maintenance is top priority. Second, dust. Those fans, clean them. Those corners and the the wall, what is that, the ceiling, clean it, all right? Above your cabinets, clean it. These are things that normally really clean people do. And if you have a cleaning service, these are things they're supposed to do for you. But let's face it, guys. Many of us was working nine to fives, in and out. The most that we kept clean was what you can see. But that dust factor is a whole nother layer. Your filters and vents need to be replaced. You know how apartments are supposed to come out every single year to replace the air filters in your apartment? Well, they slip up too. And I'm sure if you sit back and think about when's the last time you had your filters replaced, not all of you, because some of us live in really great complexes where they're on their job, right? But then some of you live in homes or townhomes where you have to do this yourself, Or some of you live in complexes where due to COVID-19 and the staffing shortages, they are not able to serve you in the way that they are supposed to. Well, we're going to make them because this is how you're going to make your money. And the last thing you need is someone with super serious allergies walking into your unit and sneezing and coughing uncontrollably. And you know, the crazy thing is not everyone has allergies. But you just want to make sure that you're clean so that you don't have that problem. So the dust... Those fans, get on top of those, the corners, those filters. Let's make sure that they're replaced. Let's make sure that your vents are cleaned out. Let's make sure that your window seals on the inside and the outside are clean. And it's simple to do this. You can hire a cleaning service or you yourself can do it. But I promise you these things make the difference. Right now, I want you to do an exercise for me. If you happen to be in um, a personal, if you're in a space, maybe your, your own apartment, a unit, whatever. I want you to look at the baseboards right now. 
whether you know it or not, the way your baseboards look and if there are any fingerprints on the wall, fingerprints on the door, these are major, major things. Because walking into a place with unclean baseboards, even if you didn't notice it, it feels different. I'm sure if you, some of you even now thought your space was clean and looked at that baseboard and was like, oh my God, guests do that too. So it's unacceptable for us to have these things that happen every day when you're living in a space. But the dust accumulation is actually a little less frequent when you Airbnb only because the only time it's being inhabited is by guests versus someone living there, making their way, bringing dogs, doing their hair every day. It's a totally different lifestyle. Baseboards are important. Window seals are important. Patios are extremely important. Maybe you have lived in this space for a little while and so there are leaves on your patio. Maybe there's a little dirt on the patio. Go ahead and power wash it. Let's get it clean. Let's get those leaves swept out because the more that you do these things, the more that you are positioning yourself to look like a brand new unit and you're also positioning yourself to profit like a brand new unit. Paint spots on the wall. If you have any issues with like, maybe you spilled a candle and got candle wax on the wall, or maybe you were trying to screw in a picture and it damaged the wall, or you know, maybe wear and tear, whatever the wall, get it fixed. Or put a picture over it. If you have a hole in your wall or you have something that you're not able to fix, put a picture over, put some decor over it. They won't know. But I want you to make sure that you understand that presentation is important because these people are paying you to be in this space. Another thing that's extremely important and helpful is do not forget to check your laundry rooms and your washer and dryer. Washer and dryers and laundry rooms are some of the easiest things that can go bad and guests actually use those. So you may get a guest that washes before they cook in your unit. And so that's, you know, that's something that happens. And so you want to make sure that those things are especially up to date with maintenance because oftentimes washer and dryer repairs can take weeks or it can take weeks to order a certain part or a new machine. So let's just make sure you're taken care of in that regard. Ovens and stoves. Oh my gosh, this is so, so important. So you know when you go to a brand new apartment, when you get a brand new apartment, you lease it, everything is new. So there is rarely any work that you have to do with that. But when you have been living in a space, of course there has been food accumulated. I mean, things, right? I'm sure you've kept it clean, but maybe it's your, what is that little thing called where the fire comes, the eye or whatever it is. I'm sorry, y'all. But that little thing, right? Maybe you've burnt the outer extremity to a crisp from all of your fantastic cooking and letting the oil burn like me, right? So what you also can do is go to Walmart, Target, Amazon and order the new stove covers so that those old ones are removed and the new ones are placed on there, making it look essentially brand new again. Recovering those areas makes such a major difference and especially inside of your ovens. You know, on that window part that you usually look, look through, there's usually grease buildup, food buildup, products. Even if it's completely clean, there could be some type of residue on there that is not pleasing to a guest. There are so many awesome products you can use, like Barkeeper's Friend and other products that can get that removed for you. But more importantly, I also want to empower and encourage you that if you are unable to do these things yourself, that's not your strong suit, maybe, then hire someone. 
You can go to Thumbtack and TaskRabbit and hire cleaners that are available for you right now. They can come out as early as the next day or as late as the next week. It's up to you. But you definitely want to be able to have those cleaners on hand, especially to be able to see the things that you didn't see in your own unit. The ledges around your door. So you know how each door has the door frame. Let's make sure that those, I don't even know what those things are called. You know how you open the door and it creaks like, no. Get some WD-40, spray it on the thing, and stop the creaking. You know why? Because creaking is not comfortable. It's loud. If someone's traveling with a baby, it can wake them up. And more importantly, the last thing you want someone to say is, oh, everything was nice, but the doors creaked and the floors creaked. Let's figure out why it's creaking before your guest comes in. Put that maintenance request in or have a service person out so that you can ensure that if that when guests start booking, if anything shall happen, they can't have a complaint saying it was there already. Because our air cover policy is going to cover us for any guest damages. But if a guest can prove that something was that way before they came. So, for example, let's say you have a creaking door and then the guest closes it and it and it breaks off, right? That guest can argue that it was already faulty when they came based off the sounds that they were hearing. And as a property manager, a property owner, a property renter, it is your responsibility to have those things in check. As a risk mitigator, it's your responsibility to cover yourself in that area so that you aren't out here being robbed by the people that know how Airbnb work. So let's just put some WD-40 on those doors. Even if your personal door at home is creaking, stop that because it's annoying and you know it, right? Those fire alarms and smoke detectors, guys. If it's beep, beep, call maintenance and get that battery changed out. If you are in your personal home, change that out. No guest wants to hear that. Think about the last time you went to a hotel and heard that beep and how unprofessional it would be if that happened. You would think, the first thing you would think is, I'm paying all this money. Or I'm paying this cleaning fee and look at this. Guests think the same way. So no more beeping smoke detectors and fire alarms. Let's go ahead and get those replaced. A major, major thing are your HVAC systems, your central heat and cooling. So some of us have awesome experiences with our apartments and maintenance, and some of us live in an older building, and sometimes those things go out. The HVAC system either goes out or it's too loud. Let's go ahead and put a maintenance request in for that and see what we can do to adjust that prior to booking any guests, because it could be where you need a new um, HVAC unit. Maybe it's beginning to overfreeze, it's beginning to go bad, the motor needs to be replaced. Whatever the case, you want that done because the last thing you ever want is just anything happening to your guests while you're not there, resulting in you having to call maintenance while they're there. Let's just keep our stuff up to date, keep everything together, and it helps to or to mitigate our risk that we have of either being exposed or reported XYZ furniture okay so one of the huge perks of starting an Airbnb where you previously lived is the fact that it's usually already furnished and so that's a great thing but in those furnishings I need you to make sure that your couches they are clean it's not enough to just have a couch in your unit you want a nice clean couch and if you have a couch maybe it's dated Maybe it's colorful, whatever. I want you to know, rest assured, that most couches can be cleaned. 
if they don't have that removable cover that you can throw in the laundry, then you can actually have someone come out with a steamer, a cleaner, clean your carpets and clean your um, your couch for you. Or you can actually rent a carpet cleaner or a steamer yourself and be able to do that. Keep in mind, we use business credit too. So I want you to take a look at Sunbelt Rentals. And there are so many things that you can actually rent under your company. And whether it's to clean the outer extremities of your unit, whether it's to have the products you need on the inside, you are able to make yourself your own service tech if you had to. And that's why it's so powerful that we operate as a business because we have options and options keep us safe. So it seems like I'm on, oh, carpets. Oh my gosh. One of the biggest and most noticeable things when someone walks into your unit is your flooring. And so if you have lived in a unit and you know, most of the times they put that light carpet, to be honest, I don't even want dark carpet in there. Cause if a roach crawl across my foot, it's a, it's a problem. Okay. So <laughs> with the carpet, sometimes we underestimate the foot traffic when you're walking in the doors or maybe the entrance to a bedroom, those are often your dirtiest areas. And so I recommend fully for sanitation reasons, for allergic reasons, all of those things to go ahead and get a professional carpet cleaner out or rent that cleaner yourself to ensure that even though you've been there for two years, the guest is truly walking into something that's crisp and clean. See, it's not a detriment to already having space. It's only a detriment when we don't do the work to present it as new. And we know that presentation is everything. And oftentimes when we live in a space, we decorate for our own personal taste or our own personal needs. But you have to consider when you are renting out to Airbnb guests, their needs are important. So maybe you didn't think you needed to buy a lamp for the living room, even though you knew it had poor lighting, you used another light go ahead and get that lamp because the last thing you want your guests to do is try to figure out how to work your place because that automatically affects your ratings. Trust me, they will. They'll find a reason to complain. Trust me, okay? Um, So not only your lighting, but your decor. If there are some things that may be obscene or maybe just a super, super acquired taste, it is okay to repurpose those items and maybe put them in a new unit or put them in the closet. (laughs) It's okay to do that because you still want your unit neutral enough to attract your target audience. And maybe your target audience isn't you. So if you have a Kiss um, poster up or maybe a Chris Brown poster up or something, maybe you just love whatever, right? Or maybe you have an Obama poster up because you love them. You can keep that in your units. I'm not telling you to remove it. But if you want to market to all types of guests, then maybe removing the Obama photo down and replacing it with something else, right? Because we know that that's political. It's not, it has nothing to do with a black man or anything. It's just a political stance. And the last thing you would want your guests to feel is uncomfortable, right? If we're making them feel uncomfortable, then we're kind of circling back to those old days where they had signs up that made us feel uncomfortable. And even though that was a race thing, comfort is important in this hospitality industry and in this business. And so I recommend that you have it. And so your internet connections, your cable connections. Now, this is where you can save money. Oftentimes when you live in a space, you have the cable and internet accommodating what you needed to do. So if you're a gamer or you're in tech, you may have a faster speed internet. If you have a a lot of kids, you may have every cable channel possible so that you guys can watch that. If you entertain a lot, you may have that. Well, your guests will not need all of that. It is nice to have it, 
but a simple Xfinity stream or AT&T, you know, basic cable service and Wi-Fi typically gets you up and running. And the good thing about that is you can choose to leave it under your name, but you can also convert that utility to your business name. Same with your lights. Don't be afraid to do that. You can absolutely change both of those accounts over to help you manage better. Or you can just keep it under your personal. It's up to you. But I suggest even if your unit is under your personal name, adding those utilities under your business, it allows you to solidify the fact that this is still a business for you. And so you can also use that previous address of yours as your business office address. That's another thing I love. You don't have to do the virtual mailbox thing. You don't have to do the virtual option because you already have a space that you've previously been using for business or whatever mail you were getting personally. I hope that this has helped those of you that either live in your own space now, maybe you have a home and you're thinking of renting out another room, or for those of you that are saying, I have a space, I have an apartment, I don't really want to spend all of my money on getting a new one, I would rather spend that money on making this one look better. And I want to encourage you that it is a way that that can happen, and today is your day to start. As always, I thank you so much for joining in on Airbnb with D, the podcast. I hope that you also join me over on Airbnb with D on Instagram. And if you are someone that is hoping for a more direct one-on-one personal coaching or mentorship, go ahead and visit Airbnb with D, the Facebook group. There is a subscription to join that group, but that subscription availability is in the link of this episode's information. And you can click it to be taken right where you can sign up. As always, thank you so much for being you, for being teachable, for being present, and for being power, what is it, powerhouses? move makers, shakers. I thank you for that because that's not something that people have naturally. And it's also been something that's hard for us to keep on through through the pandemic. Think about it. We've gone through a lot of changes during this time. So the fact that you are still here, still standing and still taking notes only speaks to your ability to push past your comfort zone. A comfort zone is actually a boundary. And we know that boundaries can be good, but boundaries can also be binding and limiting and confining. And so today I challenge you to open your mind and say, hey, if I am in a situation that I have been praying for God to get me out of, then maybe, just maybe, I stumbled across this so that you could start today. All right, I'll see you over in the next episode.